Hey, Peter. Hey, man. What'd you practice today? Um, I haven't practiced yet. Me neither. Okay. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Coming at you from beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. It's a Monday morning. It's yes. uh, gorgeous, as we say here. Yeah. Is it actually gorgeous? No, it's not. It's <laughs> it's March in St. Louis, man. It's not. That's right. It's windy. It's cold. That's right. For you. Yeah. 300 miles north of here, though, is a little place called Chicago, Illinois, which I can guarantee you is colder, yeah. windier, yep. and hipper. I don't know. We're not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. Okay. Uh, what are we talking about today? Today, we're giving the folks some extreme tactical advice. We're giving them seven practice strategies that you can implement today. Don't ever say that we don't give you what you want. That's right. Or what you need. That's right, right. Well, so, you know, we, we're always talking about big picture stuff, small picture, middle picture, no picture. It doesn't mm. make a difference. Mm. But um, we, we're getting back to our no core picture. <laughs> you know, vi- vi- visualization. I'm working on my no picture stuff. Have <laughs> I ever told you my, my, my George Garzon story? No. Someone asked him, like, George, what are you working on? He's like, I'm working on my no sound stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That, that was a legendary story yeah. around the new school. Sorry. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so we're giving folks seven practice strategies that you can implement today. Mm-hmm. And by this, what we mean and what we'd like to encourage you to do, and we might even be non-hypocritical and partake in some of these ourselves. I don't know what your schedule's like later. But uh, these are things really that you can jump into today. Like sometimes we talk about things that take six months, nine months of preparation. To, and actually, no, we never talk about that. But we do. Some <laughs> things do take more preparation. And I and what I do hear from talking to folks is like, man, thank you for all the advice, blah, blah, blah. But I, I get the feeling sometimes the listeners are thinking that they have to get to a certain point before they do certain things. Yeah. And, you know, there's something psychological about practice uh, where we tend to become overwhelmed yes. with choice. Yes. And so sometimes it's it's necessary to just say, I'm doing this thing today. Yes. You know, to give yourself one concept, one thought that you can just implement right away. And sometimes you need someone to tell you that. Sometimes it's a good teacher. Sometimes it's a couple of knuckleheads on a podcast. And that's what we're here for. I feel like that's us today. It definitely. <laughs> well, is. And look, I'm, I'm doing my own little technique today. I'm trying to work on my posture. So I'm raising up the microphone. You see that? I'm not saying you have to do it. No, 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 no. If, if you do it, I should do it as well. <laughs> I need to do it. Okay. So just, just to sort of reiterate and clarify the, the focus of these things. Practice strategies are things that you can start today. You Is know what I mean? back supposed to spasm when you sit up straight? <laughs> no. Let's focus. Let's focus. Right, okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay. So these are things that, that any one or all seven of them, if you've got the time, you could actually jump in there today. So in other words, we're not going to be telling you things like, you know, obtain a Bosendorfer Steinway from the Vienna factory, you know, showroom and have it shipped to you, which would come presumably a few months later so you couldn't actually implement that today no but is that an option that is an option <laughs> to, to you know we have a very high demographic audience Oof. yeah so okay what do we have for number one number one is listen all right bam mic drop i can't drop the mic because i'm working on my posture <laughs> classic number one answer yeah. right there but so what do you but what do you mean by listen in your practice routine what do you mean by listening your, you're the one who wrote it oh that's true um well what i mean is that uh if you don't have your instrument or something mm. so that could be the ultimate excuse i can't practice because i'm not at my instrument but listening to music but with that kind of practice mindset that we've talked about before yeah. is something that you can always do no matter where you are i mean I guess you know they always talk about desert island is there electricity on there you need some good battery power on there i guess man it's so true you know we're artists yeah and being an artist you have to be constantly checking out 
other people's stuff, I yeah. think. You have to go through these flows of ingesting, ingesting, so that you can output, output. Yes. And so listening is a crucial practice technique for that. You're totally right, and I'm sorry I questioned that. No, you were, you were asking for more explanation. It wasn't a question. I, t- I took it in the spirit. But um, remember just, you know, as you're listening from a practice standpoint, from a, music, from a musical standpoint, from a musician's standpoint yeah. that's wanting to develop, because that's what practice is about. This is not like... I mean, so of course, you can enjoy the music, but, but you, you want to put that mindset on. You're talking about deep listening. Deep listening, but not from the stand. Yeah, exactly. But 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 maybe for something specific, like it might be tied into some later ones, yeah. like the transcription or whatever. So like, it's a little bit more tactical listening than just like, what am I in the mood for? Mm. You know, almost like remember when we did the episode about uh, specific things like running mm-hmm. um, playlists, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not even necessarily what it's things to hype you up during your run or whatever, or or specific to that that time so i'm thinking here is like listening things that that tie in with something that you're practicing so like let's say that you're really working on rhythm changes you like that's sort of a theme for the week or whatever yeah yeah yeah. that's kind of easy what are we listening to great rhythm. Clifford brown exactly <laughs> but specifically playing rhythm changes yeah, how about that yeah, you know? yeah. so this one's kind of easy and simple but for some reason it gets overlooked so i love it well number two is meditation meditation yep. this is uh i think a crucial thing for me, and I know you practice this too, and yep. it's really, really helpful if you're, you know, we're committed to practicing for the rest of our lives. We're committed yep. to music, and, and that means that we are committed to working at it, and I think that requires a headspace that is, uh, uh, not to conflict with your app here that you mentioned, I which do is use, called Headspace. I, I actually use that, yeah. You yeah. use the app Headspace that, yeah. that you wrote down here. No, but it requires a headspace that's cl- clean and ready to work, right? right. That That isn't constantly judging or trying to take you away so it's not as mystical as i think people may think it's meditation is literally recognizing when your attention is away from where you want it to be yeah or where it could be and bringing that attention back to a place of calm focused you know what i mean you're staring at me right now no well, i'm, I'm <laughs> i like I'm it trying to i'm trying to explain yeah, yeah, in, in a musical way and we've yeah. talked about this how you could do this in practice a little bit it's very simple actually yeah when you're practicing, if you're not um, relaxed and uh, focused on the task at hand, if you're thinking about other things, if your thoughts are drifting, yep. step away. Stop. That's right. Take your hands off the piano. Take Number your hands three, off stop. the horn. <laughs> yeah. No, and then get back into a good place where you're focused and thinking about what you should be thinking about or not thinking about anything. Yeah. Either, either one of those things are great options. And then go back to the instrument and start again. Right. That's great. And I mean, the reason that we have these first two specifically listen and meditation as possible strategies for you to be able to do today to enhance your practice um, that are actually have nothing to do with the instrument or can be done away from the instrument. Mm. But, but we really feel strongly that this can enhance, like this is a very thoughtful way of kind of strategizing your practice session because normally the thing is like, okay, I have to, you know, I, I want to practice today. I want to get something accomplished. Let me immediately sit at my instrument mm-hmm. and do this scale or practice this tune. And that's great stuff. But these are things, these two things, listening and meditation, are things that we can always do and we can definitely start today, but they will enhance whatever we do. If we do great practice, if it's like, eh, I mean, there's always going to be peaks and valleys. Yeah. But if you start to incorporate those two right. at a minimum, I think it'll enhance, you know, even like your kind of off days with practice when you're not feeling it you'll still be able to really get something out of that. Totally. Imagine, or a small amount of time, too. Right. Imagine if you had, you know, 20 minutes and you had an off day and you, you couldn't even get to your, the piano. Yeah. But you listened to something that was like you hadn't really checked out and you really deeply listened to something that was yeah. important to you. That would be great. Man, that could change. And stuff. when you listen, not to jump too much back to number one, but but 
one thing to think about there is you might just get one little phrase or something. Like say you're doing the the rhythm changes, you're listening to Clifford Brown and you're cycling through or whatever. You might have one phrase and you don't even know it. Maybe you can't even get to the instrument, but you just sort of write that down or write the time down or sing it. Mm. I mean, just you know, one thing that you can take with you for a long time to develop your ears, to develop your vocabulary can be really uh, a game changer with your playing. Yeah, there's no bad listening. No. Yeah. No. Well... Well, sometimes there is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other episode. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, what about number three? Number three is focused technical practice, mm. where you focus on either sound, tone, uh, you know, your feel, your touch, yeah. dynamics, I yep. think would be uh, in this, fingering or speed, anything like that. You know, you can literally just say, okay, today I'm just going to run a B major scale, mm. and I'm going to focus on getting it as even as possible dynamically. Yeah. I'm going to focus on getting the duration as even as possible so mm. that there's no gaps between the notes and there's not too much overlap between the notes. Yep. This is what I'm thinking on yeah, the piano. Even, yeah, yeah, evenness. I love it. And then, and then I'm going to do that in three or four different speeds in three or four different dynamic ways, either loud, soft, or with a crescendo or decrescendo. Yep. If that was your whole practice routine, that's a day well spent. That's a day well spent. You know? Yeah, and I think that, you know, the idea is that, you know, it's very possible to do technical practice. It's even recommended, depending on where you are in your development, certainly if you're at the kind of beginner, intermediate, really any level, but um, technical practice as part of your routine every day, unless you just have the bare minimum of time. But, But given 20, 30 minutes minimum, I think it should always be part of it. But what does not always need to be part of it is the kind of technical practice that we normally associate with like fingering and velocity and and just the purely technical. So this is more musical. I mean, you're still maybe playing scales or arpeggios, the normal things, technical exercises for your instrument. But you're really focusing, as you said, sound and tone, evenness, things that are a little bit more musical and maybe are not always associated with technical practice. Yeah, maybe maybe you're improvising over a common set of chord changes that you know really well, like autumn leaves or something like that. And so you don't have to think about changes or scales or anything that like that. Yep. But you're only focusing on getting a good, round, beautiful sound out of your instrument. Yep. And and the technical things that go along with the licks that you already know, you know, yeah. with the things that your your language that you've already developed, but trying to get it even more beautiful. Yeah, and this is a great one to start today because you can take anything that you're working on for your specific technical, totally, you know, and start where you are, and then start to build from there. That's right. All right. All right. Number four. Yep. Oh, that's me. That's you. Practice performance. Yeah. Now we love this one. We've this has showed up in a number of our different lists of ways to practice, and this is one that you can definitely start today you can do any day yeah and that can fit into your practice routine again depending on how much time you have in different ways a lot of times i've traditionally done this one kind of as a nice um ending of the practice routine it's a great way to end it's a great way to end um there's even times where this could be your only practice Mm. sometimes or maybe even like a supplementary later practice like say you've got 30 minutes in the morning and you're knocking out your technical maybe some of the transcription whatever of course, after your listening and meditation session, yeah. we, we could really kind of you know map out people's days here. I think <laughs> I, I smell a whole uh, sample practice routine coming That's on right, here. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. But um, but then the practicing performance could come a little bit later in the day. Maybe you have lunch and you're feeling a little chill. Yeah. You know, maybe you had a little two martini lunch or something. You Take a deep to... breath. Close Take... your eyes. That's right. You're stepping out stage on Carnegie Hall. That's right. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Stewart's waiting at the drums. <laughs> That's right, right. <laughs> Christian McBride's waiting at the bass. You're really linking up that meditation with, uh, with the with the with the practice. Yeah, it's a little visu- visualization. Visualization, you know? I love it. Yeah, it's a packed house. Chick Corea just got off stage. You burn the house down. Now it's your turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I like your visualization voice there. You're going to play all the things you are, but you're going to play it in the key of A. All right. So that's great. So I think the main thing to remember on that as far as practicing performance is that we're we're, we're taking it, and this is the reason it's today, we're taking our, ourselves where we are today. And so put this is not judgmental time. Like when you're practicing your tech technique and no, maybe your no, time no. Yeah. and recording yourself, that's time to be real judgy of yourself. This is to be like, I'm going to enjoy where I'm at today and I'm going to practice. And, you know, if that's a visualization, I'm at the Vanguard, I'm at Carnegie Hall, I'm playing with this person. Yeah. But I'm doing my thing where I am today and I'm kind of assessing my development. And treat it as a, a performance. Treat it as a solo performance. Do not stop and fix anything. That's right. Don't get in these bad habits of, you know, stopping and trying to redo something that you might have flubbed. Yeah. Treat it like there's actually an audience in the room with you and, and practice that and practice being okay with mistakes and, and being able to get over them or hide them or whatever you want to do. Right. You know what I mean? I yep. think that's why you practice like this. Yep. Good. Okay. Number five is to transcribe a solo from a different instrument than your own. Bam. Love it, love it, love it. Have you ever transcribed a drum solo? Oh, uh, I have on drums. Or oh, I've yeah. tried to. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that I, was. It turns out I didn't quite have the technique I thought I did to get that Max Roach, <laughs> but I got a little bit of it. It's fun. It's yeah, fun. it is fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Max Roach. Yeah, I think I did a Max Roach solo too on drums. Or my piano. only drum solo <laughs> that I transcribed. Yeah, but I mean, if you're not a drummer and you hear Matt, you're like, oh, I want to do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this really could be any instrument, including the drums, and, yep. and this is just to kind of get you out of your same space. And also the reason I was thinking about this one as something that you could implement right away is that a lot of times I hear people, you know, students of the music being like, I, I really want to transcribe this McCoy Tyner solo. I want to transcribe this John Coltrane solo, but I'm not ready yet. So they put off transcribing pure because they want to get to the mountaintop, yep. but you got to climb up the mountaintop. So, so, so especially for pianists, it just can be simpler to take a horn solo because you don't have as many notes to deal with. It's not that a Miles Davis note is simplistic compared to, uh, you know, a McCoy Tyner solo, but it's going to be easier for you to pick the things out and to make some progress today like you could start a McCoy Tyner solo uh today and not even be able to get like three notes of you just like listening whereas if you did like a simple nice simple Miles Davis solo or a number of different horn players uh you could actually get a whole couple of phrases today yeah and so it's all about sort of moving things along and then when you get to the point where you're able to hear more stuff but it's also just a, a great way to kind of you know the reason I was thinking to implement it today is you might choose a. We always talk about this. Choose a solo you know really well. Yeah. So even if that isn't on your instrument, it doesn't matter. Because yeah. you know we're trying to learn music, and it's coming from a place of something that you already know and you're passionate about. It's going to be so much easier. Yeah, I'm going to expand on this a little bit and okay. say, um, you might even choose something that's not a solo. For instance, like a bass line. Yeah. You know, oh, a, a Ray Brown chorus of a blues is that's, that's like a for solo. Any instrument. Yep. yep. Or how Ella Fitzgerald phrases a melody on a ballad. Yeah. You know, that's easy to transcribe. And I don't mean like write it out. I mean no, to no, learn no. how to play right. it exactly how she sings it. Right. And where she puts the time and where she ends the phrases is enlightening. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the reason this is very strategic, you know, doing another instrument um, and, and doing it today is that uh, it's going to immediately put you into another place, especially if you do something like that, a bass line or something, yeah. to be hearing this music and hearing the foundation for improvisation in a different way, which is so important to challenge ourselves with that. Same thing like you're going to the gym every day. Every, Monday is leg day. Tuesday is thigh day. Wednesday is, is um, what are these things called? Obviously, I don't go to the gym very Biceps. much. Biceps. Biceps, yeah. So, you know what I, but I mean, there's a certain point, you got to confuse your body a little bit and change it up, something to try to build it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number six is to practice the things that are easy for you, but in the keys that are hard for you. Okay. Is that called transposition? 
It's called transposition. <laughs> right. In other words, so maybe you can do you know these great five note voicings in the key of F if you're a pianist. Yeah. Can you do them in the key of E? Can you do them in the key of B? Can you right. do them in the key of G flat? Yep. These things are extremely important to to be able to be comfortable in all keys. Um, and if you're not, it's gonna it's gonna be exposed at right. some point. There's right. no getting around that. Absolutely. Either in just a small section of a tune, or when someone calls a tune in a weird key, practice transposition. Practice the things that you can already do if you know all you know the the bebop scale and F seven, but you don't know it in in A flat seven. It's time to get on it. You know, get yeah. work on the triad pairs and all keys. Work on everything in all keys. That's right. Yeah. Main thing is just get started with it today. Just get started. You can say, and I've done this before. You know, everything I do today is going to be in the key of A because oh, I, yeah. I had a gig a couple weeks ago and I kind of folded on some A. I heard about that. No, was, this is hypothetical. Oh, that hasn't happened. <laughs> That was totally hypothetical, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but that's what you could do. You could say, "All right, today is a day." Right. Not like today's no, a day. Today's a it's day. Both. Yeah, yeah. Right. A, a friend. Got it. All right. All right. Number seven. Our final uh, on our beautiful list of seven practice strategies you can implement today is record your practice session and take honest notes. Yeah, I really love this one. Yeah. And you know what? Don't even take the honest notes directly after it give it no. a day come back the next day and and before your next practice session well, hold up this is stuff we got to implement today buddy yeah no that's what i'm saying oh, the recording part you could record you it right. today and got then it. maybe later on in, in the day whatever yeah. <laughs> you know but just not ex right after give yourself yeah. a little bit of, of a bumper between that recording and that practice session and the honest notes so that you're a little bit even more detached from who that person was that's yeah practicing you know a, I mean? a little objectivity on there wouldn't wouldn't hurt at all um well yeah. great don't don't beat yourself up but be honest. That's right. Yeah. Right. That's it. Good stuff. So quick recap, and uh, this list will be in the show notes because we're up in our show note game. Do you know about that? No. Well, we didn't even know where the show notes were. We just recently found that. What are show notes? I don't know. Oh, a description. <laughs> Isn't that the same thing? Show notes? Whatever. Show notes? Are we doing show notes, uh, Andrew? Is this a PBS television show? <laughs> you know, the, the description. Whatever. The description. Yeah. Number yeah. one. Listen. Number two. Meditation. Number three. Focus technical practice. Number four. Practice performance. Number five. Transcribe a solo from a different instrument than your own. Okay. You don't have to say the whole thing, but okay, that's good. Number six. Practice the things that are easier for you, but in the keys that are hard for you. I'm going to say the whole thing. <laughs> okay. That's what the show notes are for, buddy. Number seven. Record your practice session and take honest notes. Why you got to say the whole <laughs> thing? it's right there, man. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed those. I think the main thing is that we really wanted to focus on today is that you don't have to do all these today. Don't get overwhelmed. No, no, no. These are just ideas. Maybe pick one. I mean, the seven days of the week, you could do one and see which ones resonate with you the most, and then you can incorporate that into that into your ongoing practice routine. Love it. Love yep. it, bro. Love it. All right. We've got we're back on our listener um outro tunes did you know that i did know that did you know that's a feature we have here at the you'll hear a podcast it is a feature that we have if you have a, a recording that you want to share with yeah. the you'll hear it audience, well let's say if you have a good or great minimum good <laughs> great is Man, better we've been getting some good stuff i know because yeah. we've been saying sending good stuff like, don't slip <laughs> don't up don't send in your bad stuff <laughs> exactly yeah yeah uh, you know we I, have standards here you can send it to andrew at openstudionetwork.com that's right and you might get featured on a future um, episode. Last week was not that we didn't get good um, recordings, but apparently our producer Andrew forgot that we had these recordings. I heard that from Andrew actually this morning. You know, Andrew's a busy he guy. A He's a busy guy. He's, He's got a lot guy. going on. So this week, uh, actually today, it's going to be from, um, and I haven't even heard this yet, so I'm excited to hear this coming up, from Jeff Mitchell. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is Pat Metheny's uh, Bright Size Life. It's a great tune. 